<laughs> okay, we're being live streamed, preparing to live stream. Right? That's it. You can just make jokes about the bee thing. Okay. Right. Here we go. Yes. Okay, we're being live streamed, preparing to live stream. Right? That's it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Story Alignment Podcast. This is Stephanie Catalano, also known as Stevie Medina. And today has been super fun. I'm backstage here with Alula Rose for the last hour and a half, um, preparing to go live and just trying to get on the web. So super Great. I'm super excited to be here um, with my beloved friend, Lula Rose, and to be live with you today, wherever you're joining, if you're here with us live or if you're catching the replay, we're going to be talking about the Capricorn new moon and the solstice and really dropping into more of a grounded energy. So I imagine that if we're experiencing some turbulence in this moment, um, it's collective. And so Wherever you are, I invite you to take a breath, can exhale together and take a nice deep inhale, aligning the spine and feeling the stars as we breathe. And exhale, feeling the earth and the roots and everything around us. And on this podcast, we explore the sacred rhythm between the earth and the sky. So. We're gonna feel in many different ways through speaking and breathing. I know Lula Rose wanted to do a meditation. So hi, love, it's so good to have you here with us. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. And yeah, I just wanna comment too, like the disturbances, I think with the Gemini energy, letting it be funny. So as much as I'm very grateful to share in grounding meditation, I'm also going to allow the bubbles of giggles that wanna come up. So I want to invite everyone to do the same too, because that can be really grounding in itself. So yeah, yeah. thank you for that invitation to stack the spine. That's where the idea of star alignment came from. When I was studying yoga and wellness, I found we always find in these explorations, it's like the keys. And one of the major keys in its physical form is our spine. You know, it's like our faces, the key pieces that go into the lock. Our spine is the shaft and the, the, the round part is our hips, you know? So it's really interesting to feel the spine and to feel that that's like essentially a, a concept that you can think of and immediately feel refreshed and well, you know? We yeah. find wellness every second every, that's passing. Um, we've been trying to go live since 12.12. And for those of you that have been waiting, I hope you enjoyed the initiation of just entering this psychic space with us. So um, without further ado, I would love to just give everybody a feel of how this podcast will go and then we'll move in that order. So we're going to invite you to pour a cup of tea if you need to pause or you want to get up and get comfortable, but find a cushion or if you're in your car like prepare to relax um, but get comfortable yeah. and we are going to first start with a meditation with my beautiful Lula Rose she's got incense 
That's what I was, yeah, just taking a moment in that grounding. If you want to light some incense, I have a candle going, grabbing water. Yeah. Giving a few more. going too. Candle lit, lighting the candle is. And if there's any like favorite crystals that want to wiggle their way out, um, I'm sitting on my grounding stone right now. And then I have a. Uh, this beautiful citrine peak here. Oh, okay. I've got tarot decks and mala beads. So whatever you feel like <clears throat> brings you into your practice today of self-awareness and groundedness, um, bring that here. And it could be just a thought and intention as well. So we can start with that, uh, just setting an intention for what we hope to get out of this moment and this time that we spend together will be here for about an hour and we're going to be exploring the past the present and the capricorn new moon and naturally beyond that so just bringing a vibration to your own heart and to the time you're spending here in this cyber world to embody in the real world so taking a breath and feeling that and we're going to start with a meditation with a Lula. And then we're going to just open up the charts and move through the Capricorn new moon, talk about some of the themes that we see, as well as first reviewing the solstice and what we can do during this time to feel an, in alignment with uh, what's going on in the world. And then we'll do some tarot and, and we'll close. So... If you have to join us in parts, do so. But if you can stay for the whole thing, I think that that creates um, a memory that's complete. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Alula Rose, for co-hosting the podcast with me. And I'll yeah. give the mic to you. Thanks, Mom. I'm grateful to be here. Oh, so I invite everyone to find the depth of breath. Letting it come naturally, not trying to force any sort of bigness or fullness of breath, but just really feeling the muscles dripping off the skeleton and letting that inform where the breath wants to organically go in the body. Welcoming any sort of yummy sounds into your exhale. Letting the vibration of your exhale encourage more of that dripping of tension and muscle off the skeleton. And as we begin to look into this waning moon, into the newness of Capricorn, of the depth of winter solstice, really letting your bones feel their belonging to the earth. Letting the pelvis and the tailbone and the lower back feel heavy in a way. Surrendering all of our material bodies of our matter in trust to be held by Mother Earth. 
it's really in winter where we have the opportunity to slow down into such stillness, to feel the stillness of our own skeleton and find that bare boned trust again in Mother Earth. How can we feel secure in the bareness of the trees? How can we trust that we are provided for without the lushness of fruit and the fragrance of flowers? Can we really find it in the face of the cold and the barren? With your next inhale, letting the spine lift and stack. And as you exhale, think about really letting the root drop to be planted into the earth, feeling that connection. Letting this weight and awareness that we've brought into the pelvis and lower back trickle down the legs rooting through the ankles. And illuminating the soulful connection of the soles of our feet upon the earth. How comfortably can we implant our presence? How comfortably can we burrow ourselves into this earthly reality? And bringing the hands to the heart, taking a few breaths, to find an exchange between the rootedness of our root chakras of our feet to the earth and the blooming that still happens internally in the heart, even in the face of this winter. Taking a few breaths here. And slowly bringing yourself to land, becoming aware of the environment you're physically in. Welcoming the body to wiggle and stretch out and meet yourself new on the other side of this meditation. Gently blinking the eyes open. Good morning. Super helpful, beautiful. Oh, thank you, I needed that, oh good. I felt myself moving while you were sharing this dream of rooting. Mm. And it was nice to realize the infant development that we have and that the baby, the, the original self 
the mm. spine naturally moves, you know, yeah. to find that grounding and breath. So, yeah, I wanted to share that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm. I want to burn a little lavender because uh, Stephanie shared with me, she drank some yummy lavender tea. I think you still have some with you there, right? Yeah. And I've had this lavender on my altar from the same farm as your lavender. So mm -hmm. just to, um, yeah, this, this, this presence, this earth ally seems to want to uh, be prominent and be shared. So, I mean, just wow. What a beautiful existence. <laughs> Burning it in sad season. Woo, yeah. In sad we burn. Yeah, I want to light some candles. Um, so I'm gonna put on the cat the calendar, essentially, the um chart for the Capricorn new moon. So we can just kind of dive right in. Um but this Capricorn new moon, um, I should say, is two days after the winter solstice. And I find this turning point in the wheel of the seasons to be, I can't say most drastic, because I feel like all the cardinal seasons are so drastic and so like noticeable, you know? Oh, can you hear me, love? Yeah, you must have been muted. I was just like waiting. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just vibing with what you were saying. Um, oh, can you? Yeah, do you have more thoughts on that? Yeah. Hi, Gaia. As we talk about the Capricorn new moon. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gaia is another word for Earth. And this season is the cardinal Earth sign. And it is I love how you gave us that meditation of like realizing that we're safe with the bare bones of the trees and the emptiness that Capricorn brings emptiness thank you for that word yeah there's sort of a and I think oh wow I think that just brought a new awareness of um like a new level of respect for Capricorn, which just to share, like Capricorn's my 12th house. So I think I often overlook and like, don't always appreciate this energy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the emptiness is like, is what gives Capricorn that ambition, I think, right? It's like, how can we, what, what do we want to build and why and, um, and how? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Exactly. There's like this energy, this is energy inertia that comes from it. Um, can you see my screen? Yes. Okay, good. Cause I'm like trying to see you and see my screen. So hi everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, there's just so much that wants to come alive during this season and something that you and I have been really aware of in our planning in life is this Gemini retrograde. Um, Mars retrograde in Gemini and how long this is going to take for everything to feel a little bit more 
full speed ahead. Um, one of the things I noticed um, when we're looking at the essential dignities is that um, Mars will be strong. Like right now, Mars is retrograde, moving slow, but Mars will be moving a lot faster come this March. So the equinox is like the next cardinal season where um, we have also a new beginning. But this chapter, this three-month chapter, or this three-season chapter, three-month chapter, um, there's a lot going on, but it feels like a really deep rooting. It feels like very exclusive, those that are in on this chapter of our life. Um, we are stripped down to the bones, like you said, and it's in the way that the season works. Um, so yeah, I feel like there are core people that are coming in, um, to match because, you know, you, you think of like things that freeze in the, in the midpoint of this, this, um, winter season, it's like Aquarius season, the midpoint that's the, that's, you know, I almost think of like frozen water, even though that is Scorpio, um, when things in Aquarius season, like things are freaking hard and dense. So I feel like in, in Capricorn season, we are attracting, um, that foundational density. And then in Aquarius season, it like hardens and it's like super strong. Mm -hmm. And then Pisces begins to like melt it. And then by the time we hit March, where some of these essential dignities change, like the strongest planets in the chart, which we can look at in a little bit, but that March point where things, there's like a major shifting point in which planets have strength essentially Saturn is going to go from having a lot of strength and constricting us. Like he has been able to for the last two and a half, three years, and it's really going to shift in March. Um, so yeah, I'll pause there. I cue the choir angels. <laughs> right. From all the Saturn. It's been great, but yeah, uh, we're ready to move on. Um, I'm just thinking it's interesting too like you're what you're saying uh, about spring equinox when we get that next cardinal energy of the sun entering Aries um it, it's interesting too like it's extra potent with this new moon I think because the sun will at spring equinox the sun will be where Jupiter currently is so there's like an interesting uh procession there as well I would love to see I gotta just move this little application how do we do this um, going live on a tablet is on like, oh, okay, I figured it out. <laughs> but this tablet is tricky. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to see where Jupiter would be and Jupiter will be conjunct uh, Chiron around the spring equinox. Yeah. Wow. And Saturn will be in Pisces. And Mars at the last degree of Gemini. Oh my goodness. Boing. Holy smokes. So let's see, the day that Mars moves out of Gemini <laughs> <laughs> okay. will be March 26th. And it will move into Cancer. And I think that Cancer, do we do, we do essential dignities on here? No. So guys, Astro Gold for mobile is way better than desktop or at least for the tablet. So give me a sec. But I'm curious on the essential dignities on this. Um, I can pull it up. Ooh! 
I just, sorry, lit a lavender on fire and didn't make it to the cauldron in time. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Mars is in its fall in Cancer. Oh, yeah. Um, I can tell you all about that as a natal. Yeah, um, tell me all about that. Mars in Cancer. It's interesting because I think like the the label of like detriment gets uh or fall yeah I think it's both or am I thinking of uh I have a lot of planets in detriment and fall so Saturn it says Saturn okay okay yeah so fall um it's it's interesting because it's like Mars in Cancer like Cancer having such a shell around it, it it can really like I know I still work on this just like letting things out and letting the yang move through me instead of holding it in and letting things like fester um that's you know the shadow side of like i think mars at fall in cancer but i think that the power of it is when you learn how to navigate that hard shell you learn how to be forthright and i guess there's a sense of like uh not maybe aggression but like action in in the nurturing and compassion that cancer brings and it's like uh yeah, I feel like Mars and Cancer choose a little bit of that energy. Like uh, I forget the term, but when like when you think something's so cute, it's like I just want to squeeze you. You're so cute. I feel oh. like that's uh, Mars and Cancer energy a little bit too. Dude, that's how I feel about you. That's how I feel about you. I'm always just like I want to pick you up. <laughs> well, I have the Moon in Cancer, so your Mars loves me. You. <laughs> <laughs> It's so nice. I just want to say too, like anyone listening, it's just so nice that we can show up and like be ourselves and let it be what it is instead of having to uh, worry about being perfectly on time and polished and like uh, just getting back to the the Mars and Gemini energy. I think that's one of the good things it's teaching us is we don't have to take ourselves so seriously. Like as long as we know we mean business and our intentions mean business, we can have fun about it. So uh, yeah, just bringing that back. <clears throat> Love that. Um, speaking of Mars, um, and I love you being wild, wild and free. Um, Mars is going to station direct. I just think it's good to know. I'm so sorry about the banging, y'all. Do you hear it? I guess you don't hear it. Do you hear it? I do. I was trying to dance to it, but. Oh yeah, just, yeah, we'll boogie to it. Um, very capstellium that we're about to see but um on january 12th at 15 56 so that's like three four o'clock um mars will station direct Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's good to know um i know that for me i've been like thinking i'm going to do so much on the day of the solstice and realizing that like okay like i need to allow for the solstice to come and for it to rise slowly so not only is it like we're transitioning into the darkest time of the year um and we are just like transitioning from we're in a mutable place right now um so it's good to like let the cardinal season do its cardinal thing and plan things for the second half of the of the game if you will you know like i feel like right now is a very mutable like time where we're transitioning into what is about to be and especially after January 13th when Mars is direct um we're gonna have a lot of momentum but it won't be until 
I think it was March 26th that March Mars Mars will march into Cancer. So I just feel like that's really relevant to bring up as we look at this Capricorn new moon because it really helps me um, to plan. And I feel like part of my intention with this podcast is to help people like have a gauge of how the energy is moving. Because I know for me, I, I really want to accomplish a lot. The world needs so many problems solved. And if you're listening to this and you care about like self-improvement and you you care about <laughs> living your divine message, I'm sure that you're also quite busy. So it's helpful to pace ourselves and to know um, not to stop business entirely, but to just give yourself a quarter by quarter analysis of what's practical and also, you know, what will be popping off, like what you can look forward to, what you can um, optimize in your schedule now so that later there's just so much growth when the spring comes. Yeah, I want to, something I celebrate about you, Stephanie, with your Capricorn placements is like, oh, I feel like you teach me, like Capricorn shows us efficiency, right? Because like what you're saying, it doesn't have to be all, all the time. It's like, if you really value yourself as the CEO (laughs) of your Mm -hmm. life, like how, how does your, how do your days look? It's not that you're not working, but like, you know. CEOs aren't clocking in and clocking out and uh yeah yeah totally so that's me that's a lot of it is like this morning I was going over my finances and I feel like the Capricorn new moon is an opportunity and a, and a just a cosmic there's a cosmic awareness around capitalism and anything related to capital during Capricorn season. Um, Capricorn is a sign that is the cardinal earth sign and earth is anything material. And we all know that you can't buy material things without money. So money is a huge conscious topic um, of this season. And it's so exciting to work with energy and to work with energy in different ways like some seasons the energy is more emotional and the money is flowing and the physical is not so much of a of a thought it's more emotional or maybe it's like um we're burning we're burning our energy in a certain way in a fire season or we're thinking in like an air season but in this cardinal earth season it's like alulu was saying in our meditation it's like a rooting and planting seeds to grow what it is that will come of the next 12 months. Yeah, thank you for the awareness around like tangible money and just like the reality of the world we live in too. I would love to hear your thoughts, like just Venus and Capricorn trining Uranus and Taurus under this new moon too. I think there's an extra layer of imprint on like, yeah, new potentialities for how we claim our abundance um and letting things that might seem like interruptions be opportunities like what if if something comes up under this new moon that feels like initially like on paper it's a setback financially it's uh really i think uranus is just bringing how can we innovate what's outdated and not serving yeah i feel like there will also be a lot of opportunities to invest that feel sudden like it's like the thing you've been looking for is like 
okay, I'm here. Um, but I think there is this, it's not an energy of being frugal. I wouldn't describe Capricorn as frugal. I think that's like the shadow of Capricorn is like to over restrict. Um, but Capricorn balanced is knowing the value of an asset. And I think that really great assets are going to come to us. Many assets will come in and the North node is conjunct Uranus. So I think it's almost like picking your marriage partner, you know, like Capricorn, I have my Venus in Capricorn and so does my partner. So like, <laughs> we're about to have our Venus return. And like, when you are picking your partner, there is this seriousness. There is like a, a restriction, but an openness at the same time, it's being selective. And, um, yeah, with it, with Uranus in Taurus conjunct the North Node in Taurus, and we just had the Taurus Scorpio eclipses, we know what we're looking for, which is so great too. It's like, we have an idea from those eclipses, what it is that will be the right thing. I think just like really feeling the electric magnetic pulse in your body um, can help make those decisions a lot easier for you. And I think um, discernment, I've been really, really realizing, and especially it's funny how Instagram is sort of like an outward projection of our mind, but Instagram is feeding me this information about how, um, discernment is essentially like the cornerstone of your spirituality because it's fixed earth, right? So it's like the thing, it's what you're like firm about what you value, what you have. You show what you value through what you have and who you, who's in your company. Yeah. So for me too, like I've been, I've been exploring how to make a company inclusive and safe. Mm, and there's some of that mama earth energy too. Like, even though it is winter, in the northern hemisphere anyway um and it is that that kind of cardinal like initiative energy it's still a mother archetype at heart so yeah like the it's the how do i protect my babies <laughs> and that can be like babies can be anyone we value including ourselves right like that uh fierce side of nurturing i I really appreciate you bringing up the yin earth for those of you that aren't like aware. Cause like even me, I just brought it back to my awareness. Um, the signs alternate in yin and yang and the signs also associate with um, yin or yang signs and an element. So the earth element is yin the air element is yang, the water element is yin, and the fire element is yang. And it's really another layer to realize that when we're feeling into these seasons and how to approach them. So like right now, if you're here with us live and you're watching this, you know, before the eclipse, before the solstice, we are in a yang season and it is a fire season. So, um, you know, go for it, do the things you have to do. But when we shift into Capricorn season, it's almost like we're shifting down a gear and what seems like was requiring a lot of energy right now, I think will be a lot more 
intuitive mm -hmm. and just like direct. Yeah. The feminine is very straightforward in that way and it's caring. It's very nurturing. It provides. You receive in a yin state. Yes. Yeah, I think too, bringing it back to some of like the money and resources and this awareness of it, it like Capricorn's a boss, it gets things done, but it's in a yin way, like you're saying. Um, ooh, it's, it's a good time to think about how we can create passive income as well. Whether it's financial, like literal income or just like passive resources, like how can we create self-replenishing and sustainable systems to like bringing it back to that CEO energy of Capricorn too. Like what, what structures and systems can we put in place that can nurture and replenish? So we're not uh, micromanaging every step of the way. That's a great point. Yeah. With this new moon, we should mention that we have Venus and Capricorn, uh, Mercury and Capricorn and Pluto and Capricorn. So wow major transformation if you have Capricorn if you have any of those planets in Capricorn moon sun um, Venus Mercury Pluto this is a really big month for you um, a lot of 90 1992 um, 1993 babies have a lot of Capricorn um, placements so um, yeah shout out to y'all <laughs> um, yeah go ahead babe as well, like, yeah, all of these Capricorn placements. Um, just gonna peek at the full moon here on my phone. You wanna see the full moon? I'm sorry, yeah, I wanna look at the Capricorn full moon. Oh. I just wanna peek it, I don't wanna make you change it on there. I'll just peek at something real quick to make sure I'm not just making things up in my head. It's always fun, to, so you're looking ahead, right? Yeah, I just wanna peek. Um, Okay, so yeah, this is like the last lunation of Capricorn. So at the full moon, Pluto will be at uh, 29 degrees. Thank you. Oh my God. Uh, 29 degrees of Capricorn. And then next time we get this Capricorn energy, Pluto will have moved into Aquarius too. So I just wanted to point out like the extra prominence of Pluto in Capricorn under this new moon. Um, so that's going to be quite the shift which I'm sure we'll, we'll dive into more in future episodes, but uh, just to really take um, all of this Capricorn energy with a sense of seriousness while Pluto is there because we're kind of finalizing the transformations that have been asked of us uh, under this energy in a very collective way as well. So the more we embrace it individually while we have it prominent um, is going to impact how we set it up to really embrace Pluto and Aquarius then. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go off no, course there. I really love that you mentioned that. Um, I would love to see, I mean, I'm using days now, but I would love to see like when Pluto comes into Aquarius exactly. Oh, it's a while. Oh, I'm but, sorry, I'm wrong. We, so we get we get a little bit of Pluto and Aquarius in the spring. Like I think it literally goes to zero degrees and then goes retrograde. Yes, exactly. But it's interesting to be aware. Oh wow, look at that. 
Um, so around February 15th, 2024, nuts. That's like the date. That's like my birthday of next year. Yeah. Said nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, considering I have Pluto and Capricorn. Um, yeah. So this has been a really transformative time for anyone with Pluto and Capricorn, which is a pretty big chunk of people. Let me see what the years are on that because I know some people really don't even have their birth chart I know when I meet people like in you know out in the real world like I'm like pulling people's chart for the first time in their life a lot of times <laughs> you know my favorite party trick <laughs> it's your favorite party trick right so like some people don't even know so it's good to know like what your Pluto and Capricorn is oh I'm trying to it's look up generation. Yeah, I'm just peeking to like uh, the chart you have up right now. Um, Chiron will be conjunct the North Node at 16 Aries. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Chiron will be conjunct the North Node at 16 Aries. That is true. On the day that Pluto moves into Aquarius. So Pluto was actually in Aquarius since... November 27th of 2008. Of Capricorn, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capricorn. And then previous to that, um, I feel like the internet doesn't, like having all this data, this is why we need an ephemeris. Um, but this is what astrology is, just like using ephemeris as going back in time. And I think it's, it's so like refreshing to remind people that like, it's okay to not have like all the data memorized in your head because this is what we have tables for, you know? Um, well, you know what? We're, we're historians and write books and things and, you know, remember these things because of repetition, but most modern people like are working on other things. So it's okay to like, not know, you know? Um, I, I want to yeah no that just inspired me um shout out to atlas divination mm. atlas is a brilliant psychic just a uh, star being like just truly so tapped in and connected and pure-hearted um so they had a post the other day that I shared in my stories and I feel like this is just relevant to, to what you're saying um about like not needing to know the dates. It's not about having it perfect. It's about living it, right? So um, Atlas said, it is a misconception in natal astrology that planets and certain signs cause or imprint certain psychological or personality characteristics into our being. It would be more accurate to say that planets and signs signify what already exists within from past lives. Um, hmm. Sorry, it's a pretty long post, but it ends with saying that's how perfect astrology is as it showcases how the soul moves with the currents of its own evolution. Um, Thank you, because that makes so much sense because I do not have Pluto and Capricorn. It doesn't even make sense. I have Pluto and Saturn in Scorpio, but I have so, so many planets in Capricorn in my birth chart. And I'm saying it's so funny because I'm saying I have it, but that's only because that's where it is now. Because you're feeling it. Yeah, because my soul has it in this moment, but my soul reincarnated with the imprint of Scorpio, but it's also integrating the energy of Pluto and Capricorn as, as its journey. Right, right, right. It's so interesting that you just shared that. 
Yeah, but even like bringing it out of like natal charts and just like uh, the like the current chart. Sorry, wow, words. The current chart at all times, like every second, it's our collective natal chart. If we tap into the infinity of like being reborn in every moment, so looking at the patterns with like the same reverence we do our own birth chart and just again emphasizing it's not that the planets are causing anything it's just a way to trace it so yeah it's uh correlational not causal I just wanted to like re-emphasize that with what you're saying about um not needing to know the transits perfectly at all times It's, it's so much better when you're just living it and seeing how things are playing out yeah, like it's an exploratory practice to to practice astrology, just like yoga, you know, like there's no particular yoga sequence that you must remember and do repetitively till the end of time to guarantee your health, you know, like it's a combination of experiences and techniques that allow you to evolve with your soul in a healthy way. Yeah. Astrology does that too. Like we don't have to have this like formula ritual that we do repetitively or in some particular godlike way. Like whatever way that we explore this information is essentially how we're meant to digest it and provide us with the perspective we need in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that really helps with people to engage with astrology as a practice, just like you would ayurveda or chinese medicine in fact these systems always included astrology it's just this process of um decompartmentalizing of um i don't know uh wellness systems for capital gain so coming back to this capricorn new moon like i'm opening a healing sanctuary and hosting events coming soon and I'm super excited about it and I feel like this revival of the feminine of bringing everything back together of you know restructuring the way that we heal ourselves the way that we receive the way that we experience the divine feminine and I know you wanted to mention that this I think the new moon you were saying is opposite Lilith in Cancer I just don't have that on my chart showing yeah um yeah. Oh, sorry. Just like wiggling my spine. Everything you were saying was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't see you. I'm going to put you back on my, my radar. Okay. Cause when I click the screen, I lose you. Yeah. I love you. you know, I, I'm very big on my nonverbal language too. So I'm grateful to see you. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the new moon, I'm sorry. It's Venus opposite uh, Lilith is at 17 degrees cancer under this new moon. Um, which I just thought was interesting because Lilith being the dark feminine archetype and Venus often depicted more as like a light feminine. Um, not that we need to compartmentalize the, the goddess either, right? But just those depictions. Um, I thought that was an interesting polarity of just like Lilith, the kind of fiercer, even at times destructive force in the the more conventionally nurturing sign of cancer while we have venus the more um maiden-like feminine in many ways uh and the more tough love sign of capricorn that's just like an interesting like inversion we can play with there 
Um, So I think it's about maybe we're uncovering some of the some of the shadow in in the Cancerian type of nurturing and giving more of a mainstream acknowledgement of the the, the Capricorn, like again, more fiercer kind of love, Um, which is interesting because I think collectively the last few years we've, uh, yeah, it feels like a lot of us here on earth have been in a movement to really embrace the slow and and be self-nurturing. And um, that's all so beautiful. But I think now this, this is just giving a little bit of a flavor to like temper that back out again with like, where do we need a little bit of that firmer um, boundary setting type of love? And even within ourselves, just like, where have I like, okay, I've been on a self-love journey. I've coddled this aspect or pattern. Now, where can I like move it forward? Right. Mm, Exactly. Like, how can I, how can I live with these emotions live with them thrive with them instead of like stay with them sit with like i'll call myself out the last few years i was like definitely in a place where it'd be like i'm feeling emotions i have to like stop drop everything and feel and it was so needed (laughs) it was so dramatic but it was so needed at the time and now like exactly what you're saying it's like okay i can still be a beautifully emotional being that like is a boss and gets things done mm. and I can be the CEO of my life while also being the baby of my life because I'm both we're all both well it's interesting because the water signs cancer you know is a yin sign um and Capricorn is a yin sign so it's on this yin axis and I feel like for me I'm becoming less emotional about money and like material but Mm. not in a way that's like cold it's just like I'm integrating my relationship with money in a way that makes me less reactive or like falling into the shadow emotional things that we can feel around the physical it's really cool to like step into that. Cause I feel like we're coming into a recession post massive abuse from the government and a realization that globally we do not parent our children nor ourselves accordingly to create abundance for the collective. So there's like a reparenting that's happening and that includes what, how are we playing with money? You know, like, what are we doing with our energy? And how can that be a passive experience versus a active experience? That's like, cause right. Cause the yang, the, the money signs that we think of this Capricorn cancer access. Cause like cancer is the mother cancer is the birth. So we cannot play with money, the opposite of cancer. Like if we're thinking money is associated with Capricorn and the initial, you know, ability to have something physical, we cannot have the physical unless we are birthed. So being birthed, being here is directly like a result of needing to play with the physical. And I feel like many of us have been raised in an environment that teaches us um, to use and abuse money in a way that's not ethical or sustainable 
Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Lots there. Yeah, so with Venus and Capricorn and um, Mercury and Capricorn, I just want to look at the essential dignities of these signs too. Um, May I share a quick visual while you pull that up? Totally. I wanted to just say about Pluto before I change my screen here. The, the generations for Pluto are from, uh, we would have a Libra if it's 1984 to 1995. Um, right. Let's see, how is this possible? Oh, it's a retrograde. So let's do Scorpio and we'll do Scorpio generation. So from 1984 to 1995. Oh, there's a dance. Okay. I recommend that you look it up, but the Pluto generations are, it looks like 13 years. So they're pretty, they're like chunks of time and parts of your consciousness and things that you can use to create power. So coming back to this Pluto and Capricorn energy, we're just finding our power, finding our transformation through the lens of Capricorn since 2008. And we're about to transform out of that next year which is huge. And we are going to be in that energy until 2043. That's a really long time. So sorry, you can share now. I wanted to just no, like making, the numbers out. No, I was making a face cause just like processing that, the, the, yeah. <laughs> that duration of Pluto and Aquarius. 2043. And yeah. wherever you have Capricorn in your chart is getting deeply transformed. And wherever you have Aquarius in your, char- in your chart will be deeply transformed. And it will be your source of power. So, you know, I might mention that Pluto is the ruler of the underworld and hell. So it essentially is related to your fear. So you, where you are scared and what is your version <laughs> of master? And wherever Pluto is transiting in your birth chart is that that evolutionary place of growth, you know? And the thing is that we expect, like my Pluto is in the third house of communication and I want to master my communication, but the truth is that it will not be mastered until Pluto is in Aquarius. So wherever you are in that growth process, it's like, it's, it's a transformation process. It's not just like a manifestation thought and all of a sudden you have, you know, it's really interesting because I feel like that's what it is. It's light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. And the light is the thoughts. So you can't continue to transform into the higher self that you're becoming, but you're always going to be facing the darkness, which is that Pluto shadow. Light, dark, light, dark. We're in like a cosmic strobe light rave. <laughs> this All the time. It's literally, it's literally like your eyes blinking. Light, dark, light, dark. It's like part of our existence to have that as our perception which allows us to see and live i was just like tackling i literally was like hiding from the camera just because uh shout out to my aquarius risings like we're about to just be in it um and also shout out to capricorn risings because y'all y'all have been in it yeah quite some time so uh yeah 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 um i just want to before i get to there's so many doorways opening, which is really nice. Um, I just want to bring it back to like the first thing you and I noticed when we were looking together um, at this chart, just the, the new moon exactly, I mean, within a degree, squaring Jupiter. 
back at zero degrees Aries. Um, that's just very, very prominent, especially with the equinox energy we were talking about earlier. Like this spring, the sun will be where Jupiter is activating that square again. This this square under this new moon. Okay, again. Um, yeah, so I think that that's also kind of uh, Jupiter and Aries is showing us where the the growth of the 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 rebirth is, where the expansion into who we're becoming lies. But we're still, we still have this weight again, like that, that concept of weight really coming up in my body a lot with this energy. Um, we still have this weight here under this Capricorn new moon. That's like, we're not quite there yet. And like in this, we're in quarter four, right? It's like <laughs> make or break game time, time uh, zone. Like what do we do day to day to build that reality that Jupiter is like flirting with us uh, about? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because I'm thinking too, that it's like this yang versus yin in a square. So there has to be a weight. There has to be like the heart versus the feather <laughs> in our experience. Um, I so funny that you mentioned Jupiter and Aries, cause I was looking up the essential dignities in your pause and your thought. And I'm, that's what I, we were transferring like the mic you bring up Jupiter and Aries and I'm looking up the essential dignities. And one of the really cool things about this full moon or yeah, new moon um, is that Jupiter actually is tied in its strength um, with Saturn on this new moon, which I really wasn't expecting because Jupiter is at home in Pisces. But in this moment in time, Jupiter will be in the sign of its triplicity as well as its term. And if you want to know more about those qualities of grading, when we look at which planets are stronger, um, scour the internet. I really recommend Chris Brennan, but essentially these things allow us to know which planets have strength. And, um, and that's what we were talking about when looking ahead into March. In March, uh, Saturn will go from having a five to, I believe, a plus one. And Saturn's been at a five on the scoreboard since Saturn has been in Capricorn. And Jupiter, I don't think, Jupiter doesn't remain at a five. I think in March, it actually drops with Saturn. Um, I can look in a sec, but basically during this, this new moon, we have Jupiter and Saturn at an even score of five in their strength. Mars at a one, Venus at zero, the moon at negative two, the sun and Mercury at negative five. So it's really interesting because I feel like I want to do so much. I want to like communicate so much. I know that the communications are going to happen, but it's like the reception of those things are not essential, not like at all time high right now with those negative sun mercury energy. Cause like people are, their energy is a bit lower. The communications are maybe loud. I think, I think that's part of like that hyper simulation um, with Capricorn season and Mercury it's like because there's just so many things that we are having to keep our our a tab open with um so I just find it really fascinating to look at the scoreboard and we know that Jupiter and Saturn are even right now in their strength so what does that mean that means that whatever we're doing now is for the long term we're talking 12-year patterns and 30-year patterns and um yeah, it's about our faith. It's about our beliefs. It's about our discipline. It's about our foundation. It's about our roots. It's about our vision. And 
those are the things that you can you can use as um, guidelines in focusing your compass. And you know, some of these things just really come naturally. It's like obviously, like that's just what I'm feeling. But when we look at the astrology, it just helps us to um, honor nature. Really, it's kind of like looking outside and watching the snow falling. It's really all we're doing right now. It's like we already, we can feel in our body that it's cold and that it might be windy and you go outside and you're like, oh shit, it's snowing. Like we can feel these, these vibrations that we're moving through, these waves that we're moving through. And we're just looking at the chart essentially and seeing what's, what's there. So it's a bit validating to have starry awareness to this level, to this level of like precision that's been used for thousands of years to cultivate momentary peace moment by moment peace do you hear all this i'm sorry it's just so funny like again the contrast yeah you're you're like so soothing in your voice and all this yummy yin and guy is like knocking over glasses and scratching the couch (laughs) but that's what it is it's like the light dark light dark you're talking about Mm. Um, yeah yeah but jupiter and aries um i don't actually know the transit info on that so i'm kind of curious um how long jupiter and aries like what's the timeline he's moving pretty quick i know that you said that is pretty fast yeah look it's already may he's already in taurus like does the retrograde dip it back though Oh, good question. Um, I don't think so, so actually. May, oh my God, that's crazy. So that's really crazy. Um, so May 17th, 2023, uh, that's about five and a half months away. Oh shit. The glass just broke on the candle that's no longer lit because it's no longer in existence. Okay, so message. Um, Jupiter is moving into... Taurus on May 17th of 2023, which is about five months from now. And we can just see if it does go retrograde. But yeah, so that's like five months of Jupiter and Aries when we've had Jupiter and Pisces for feels like a year and a half. feels like a really long time. Do you know how long Jupiter has been in Pisces, my Pisces queen? Um, I know it entered, I think it was May of 2021. But we had... It, it did go into Aries and then retrograded back into Pisces now. So, yeah. So that's like, I mean, yeah, Jupiter, Jupiter was there for, it felt like almost a year. Yeah. Whereas like, this is like half a year and then Jupiter moves into Gemini next year. So yeah, Jupiter takes about a year to change signs. Um, it's just that Aries transit is super fast. Because yeah, where's the retrograde Wow, Jupiter conjunct the sun in May 2024. Oh, baby. Whoa, wait, 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 sorry. And Mars conjunct the North Node at 13 and 14 Aries. That's it's funny that my mouse just got it's conjunct Uranus. Sorry. I was like doing it by the day. Why does it keep making me do this by the day? Oh, because I'm trying to get the Gemini day. Okay, so May 26th of 2024. So it's literally a full year of Jupiter 
in Taurus with his retrograde complete. So um, yeah, needless to say that this Jupiter in Aries transit is gonna be about five months, which is pretty fast compared to a year, which we normally see Jupiter in. And so wherever you have Jupiter in your chart, you're gonna get a lot of expansion and cleaning up in that area of your life. For me, it's my sixth house of my daily routines and hiring employees and creating a life that's going to keep me healthy. And I feel like that's super like what I can expect and what my goals are, you know, going forward um, over the next five months. So yeah, where do you have Aries in your chart, Alula Rose? Third house, which is exciting. Um, yeah, just wanting to build more on like my local environment and embrace where I am in the world. Um, after, you know, yeah, last couple of years has kind of been hermiting, which I think a lot of us have since we got locked inside and uh, coming back out now um, very much feels like a theme for me. And just engaging and like attracting. And I think writing too as a third house energy, I feel um, looking forward to hopefully tapping into more of that as well. Yeah, I feel like that's really good timing for the things that we're creating. And that's so exciting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I are working on something. Uh, even just doing this podcast together is part of that build. Um, we have a vision of creating a beautiful calendar for you, including some of Alula's poetry and well, art. Uh, and I say some because, like, if you go to Alula of Roses on Instagram, you can see her photography, her art, her her writing. Um, she's amazing. So I'm really excited for you to have that transit and. To see what comes out of that yeah, thank you so much yeah you too this one is a writer too oh thank you yeah i feel like with saturn coming out of um well not saturn but pluto coming out of um my third house is gonna be great <laughs> yeah. because it's been a lot of work in that area of my life for sure so is there anything else about this um, new moon that you want to cover? I'm feeling pretty complete in terms of analyzing this chart. Um, I feel like we can move into an oracle and more of like a meditative stance in this uh, podcast. How are you feeling? Yeah, thank you. That sounds and feels good. Um, Great. Would you like to pull the first card um, for the new moon? Would you like to? Sure. Oracle. Let me, I'm going to burn a little lavender again. <laughs> and um, yeah, just get settled. I've been, yeah. I'm grateful to like, I just want to express, like, I'm grateful to be vulnerable. And like today, I just feel like I'm feeling a little scattered and a little silly. And it's like vulnerable showing up in this way. But I want to do more of it because um, I love this Gemini energy. Ah, as I'm burning twins. Look at that. So the chart for right now is that the moon is in Leo, which is like, it feels so right. With the oh, it's sun. on my Chiron. That's why. Yeah, mine too. So yeah, ah. smash. and um, the sun is also conjunct the part of fortune. So I feel like this like yang, fiery, playful, exciting energy is um, what the world needs right now. So it's great to be in it. Um, Jupiter's at the 29th degree of Pisces. 
I'm curious now, like, when does it move into Aries? It feels so soon. It literally is. It's mm. it's the 20th. So today is the 12th. And in how many days is that? Eight days. We're going to shift into a whole new Pluto generation. I'm sorry. That's funny. Jupiter generation. <laughs> yeah, we get Jupiter taking into Aries. And Capricorn, I'm sorry, the sun taking into Capricorn. And then the next day, the new moon. It's like the battle. Yeah, also, if you've been feeling like, you know, there's like things you have to get moving and like things are about to fucking change crazy. It, it really is. <laughs> like, you're seeing- It's about to go now. Like you're just, you're just, you're just like in your car, putting you like selecting what you want to listen to right now. And you're about to start driving, but like have fun selecting the music and just enjoy your car warming up, <laughs> you know, like let the snow melt and then drive when it's safe and have a great road trip. Mm, that could be a fun little practice. Like everyone pick your snow melting song that you listen to in your car while you wait for it to defrost. I think mine at this point in time is probably Alien Superstar by Beyonce. I wish we could play it. When it first came out, I literally sent it to you. I was like, this is like our song. Gotta send it. Yes. It's what you are, Alien Superstar. Yeah. Um, okay, Oracle. So I, I was just shuffling while we were talking and one plopped out. And holy bananas. Okay, first let me show. I'm using the blessings from the Heart of the Rose deck. I think it is the Ju like Jupiter at the last degree of Pisces. I am desiring like this really magical dreamy Oracle. And that's what this deck does for me. So I've never seen this card before, and like I'm pretty obsessed with this deck. Uh, it's number 41, Time. I just, I can't even with this art. Like, oh, also, look at these twin dragons. <laughs> and the floating palace above the head of, I'm going to call her a priestess. It's <sighs> beautiful. Yeah. The Leo with the moon and Leo right now. This is really a lion. Okay, 41. The celestial throne calls to the wind. Speed, protection, and balance push the movement into splendor. The celestial throne locks in place over the strength, guided to oversee the movement of fire through the worlds. The diamond chariot swings into action. It is fixed. This says gypsy, but I have learned that that word is um, an offensive term. Um, to some, I identify as a gypsy. It's, it, yeah, but it's, it was like specifically a derogatory term for, um, a group of nomadic people so it, i feel like it became derogatory i don't know that's good no. I, you know it's so funny where we are so ignorant sometimes to like truth because we get told stories that aren't the truth so i appreciate you saying that 
Yeah, no, because like I used to, I think when I was younger, I used to embrace that term for like how it's, it got colloquialized in the West, but like in the, like literally as far back as like the 1400s, it was a derogatory slur towards Romani people. So um, anyway, yeah, just in reading this, I want to, um, I'll just replace gypsy with goddess because that's what we identify with when we're saying we identify with the gypsy, because that's who those women or people really were. Yeah. Free. Yeah. I'll say transient goddess. Cause like the, the term is seeking to express freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, Edits. So once more, the celestial throne locks in place over the strength guided to oversee movement of fire through the world. The diamond chariot swings into action. It is fixed over a transient goddess whose eyes are bright, whose body is strong and who can ride on wild thoughts as no one else. She is chosen for this path. Every aspect of her majestic travel is consecrated by sacred oath. At either side, two serpents rear their heads in fierce action, rising to hold the space of black and white. She rides on the head of a lion whose noble truth is summoned at each moment to forge a passage into crystalline energies. Her right arm is plunged into emeralds, balancing the speed as her left hand carries the flame that transforms and enlightens. She is alert and links furious speed with perfect clarity of intention. Her will is mighty and supreme. She holds the light and is the light. Her driven energy is as a laser directed with absolute precision. Even the dolphins bow their heads in respect as the waves roll away at her command. (laughs) Like, you have a goddess soul. You are on the move again, naturally balancing and creating, holding, seeking, and exploring. Adventure awaits. And then there's a blessing that says your senses are heightened. Strength and determination are around you. You can move like the wind. No fear, take up the challenge. So, wow, so much symbolism in that. I mean, all of this movement, Jupiter and Aries, the diamond chariot, literally talking about the cancer energy, balancing out the Capricorn polarity. The lion, the moon and Leo at the time of this recording. Um, Wow, I just want to thank Sheila Murphy as the author of this deck. And... uh, I would really love to meet her one day because wow, these words. So yeah, this is a message for everyone. No fear, no fear. Yeah. That was a huge message of my morning, like in assessing my life. Um, Just like, okay, so that's it. We have, if you move forward without the fear, then it becomes fun. Yeah. Oh, or like when you're coming down a roller coaster and at first you're like, oh, I'm gonna shit my pants, this is scary. But once you just let yourself scream, you start laughing and it becomes fun. I feel like you and I have so many of those moments together in life where we're like uh holding space for each other to talk about like our stresses, and then we just get to this point of silliness where we just like laugh about it and um yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that oracle i was opened to the um karasat astrology from 
um, Dr. Anthony James, I felt like that we didn't get a chance to go over that. So that would be a fun oracle. And then I do have um, a poll from the Goddess, Gods, and Guardians deck. Um, and I kind of want to pull a rune. So I'm going to kind of try to go, I'm going to go fast, I guess, um, just to be mindful of everyone's time. So basically this book um, breaks down the signs and connects them to the chakras. And then there's 52 correlations with that chakra and ways of healing that chakra. So Capricorn season um, is connected to the sixth chakra, according to Dr. Anthony and his research and the lineages that he's studied in Thailand and Mongolia and Tibet and India. Um, so the sixth chakra is the third eye or the brow. Um, the Sanskrit name is Jhana. And this is interpreted, the interpreted meaning of this sixth chakra is authority and unlimited power through Capricorn and Aquarius energy. And the form is a circle with two petals. Um, its color is violet and it actually connects to the first cervical vertebrae. So fun to know that as you're doing back bends or just feeling pain in your body and why there might be pain accumulating there or why there might even be like an opening there. So to encourage, encourage healing in the first cervical vertebrae. This is connected to all senses. It's more connected to the cognition and intuition versus the actual five senses. That's kind of what I was saying about the yin energy. It's like it's intuition versus like a, a mental thing um, or a sensory thing. It's somehow deeper and more vast than the physical, even though it is the physical. It's really interesting. Um, so all sense organs, whole person, the work organ is the entire body. Um, so this is a season where we're not like as um, compartmentalized. It's more of like a full integration of the physical self through coming, stemming from that third eye, from that violet healing energy. Um, the function associated to the glands are to regulate homeostasis of the body. Um, to balance energy of the entire body. Um, its chief parts are the forehead, ears, nose, left eye, base of the skull, uh, the medulla, your face, your sinuses, your cere cerebellum, cerebellum, and the central nervous system. So doing like cranial sacral work is really great, working with awareness of your spine, really helpful, interesting, because that's how we started today, is like talking about you know, the energy of like star realignment and, and feeling the name star alignment came from this like cosmic awareness of like wholeness of being, being aware of everything at once and how the whole body, all the senses are what create that sense of inner nervous homeostasis. <laughs> so yeah, the mantra is Om Kasham. Um, the vowel sign is E as an easy and the key of A. Um, music therapy, you can listen to cosmic mystical, transformative, obscure, celestial, new age music. Um, you can listen to deep tone gongs, brass horns, um, ocean sounds, wood blocks, bang of wood blocks. Interesting, working with wood. 
super soothing. So interesting how we can soothe ourselves with just like these sounds. And that's why I love this book so much. Um, the mudra is all pointing up. The element is the mind. Um, the element of quality, the quality of the element is beingness. The basic being is knowledge of being. The attribution, positive and negative, is openness and objectivity and distance and dominance. Domi distance and domination. That's really interesting. I realized with Pluto in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, Saturn in Aquarius, like this dynamic of like how you can dominate someone with distance. Hmm. How that's actually like a power tool. That's really interesting. It's only effective if there's like a tether of energetic attachment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you even see the way that our government works, mm -hmm. it is dominance through distance. Uh-huh. Right? So oh, positive and negative distance for, as a positive and negative as a dominant dominance as a negative. Interesting. Yeah. Like distance also meaning, um, or like the dominance through distance also being like, uh, uh, not providing resources that are like easily providable. Well, you think of like winter, like we don't, we don't have access to the things that we, we normally would like want in the summer. So we have distance from what we, what we want in a way and spirit dominates. So like, what do we allow to dominate us? Because the domination process is inherently negative. Yeah. Like to be dominated by the winter and to say like, there's no more food, there's no more warmth, there's potentially no more shelter. You're dominated by this reality. Mm -hmm. If you allow that reality to dominate you in a way that is in inherently and 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 deeply negative like almost like negative to the point where it's not balanced in the positive and realizing that that dominance of 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 not having something is just a it's something in the distant future so like that's really interesting right because i feel like what we've been talking about in this episode is like realizing the impact of winter and also just the spring and all the planetary movements and like it's really nice to comforting to realize that like whatever you're doing now is planning for something being a distance away from it in a way like you're literally planning for the summer like i know you and i want to buy a land and if, if that feels really distant but if you can dominate if you can have like a dominant like a relationship of balance between that distance and how to dominate it like mm. you can be really prosperous yeah if it's also like yeah, no, I love it. Go ahead. I love it. Yeah. Like the Venus opposite Lilith energy too. Like, and Venus kind of holding it down in Capricorn. It's it's like, uh, you know, there's a reason people have like kinks and find pleasure in bondage and restriction and dominance. Like when we feel over, like kind of overpowered by these external forces of dominance, like uh, I think there there's also a... Uh, 
another type of dominance that comes from like allowing yourself to find pleasure in submitting to what we can't control. Like letting that be a little like taboo and yummy with the Lilith energy too, you know? Yeah. Something that's come up in my life is the conversation around Tantra. And when like in the wild, like a horse, when it's mating with another, the horse mates very fast in the wild, like mating is pretty fast. Um, But if we're conscious and human and we're able to have like a deeper, more tantric experience because we're conscious in that way, essentially what we're doing is we're, we are like, no matter who's doing the tease, who is doing the foreplay, each partner in both situations, whether they're the dominant or the receiver, they want to um, initiate um, intercourse. And the Tantra is to, is to engage in that slow process, is to create that distance. And the distance is what creates the dominance, is what creates the desire for the penetration and for the penetration to be orgasmic. Yeah. There are the, pen, the, the domination, the penetration, the orgasm, the opening, the manifestation of life. Because dominance is also like, like you think of like gardening, like you create something through like having rule over it. That's very Saturnian in this chakra being connected to Capricorn Aquarius in the sixth chakra. I love that you brought off t- uh, Tantra too, because it literally means woven together. So there is that, like, when we literally think about like a caduceus or a weaving of fabric, which is so interesting with your, your sewing practices, um, there is that, like, you the thread comes at a distance before it repenetrates. Oh, wow. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So helpful to be aware of, because it feels like we're so far, I'm so far away from what I want to be right now, but it's Same. meant to be that way. It has to be that way in order to, to arrive at that place. That's very like winter season shedding to repeat, to get to the next thing, you know, the fall shedding and now we're naked and we're like, where's all my clothes? Where's all my things? Like, okay, little by little, I'm assembling my foundation again. Yeah. yeah there's like, well, like, where are my clothes? Like there's no barrier between us and like sky daddy. So it's just. yeah it's just the soul like that bare tree like a tree doesn't have any leaves right so oh tea making a spin all right so for time i'm going to keep going it was wonderful to explore that openness and objectivity is another juxtaposition they make here if you guys want to explore that but i'm going to keep going so the third six chakra is connected to clarity union unity, realization, intuition, and revelation. That's the desire of the season is to have a revelation. Like I totally relate to that. I feel like (laughs) Christmas time is here. Like, like Christmas is, I really, I, I would love to do an episode on like what Christmas really is astrologically. It's really quite amazing. Um, there was a YouTube series. I used to have my my students watch like three years ago, but it used to blow my mind. I will put it in the description of this episode. Look for it, watch it. It will fucking change your whole life to see how astrology is weaved through all the religions and the major holidays like Christmas and what it means to see the rising of Christ consciousness and the sun aligning with the earth in a way that creates a cross that we know is traditional Christianity. 
Um, but this season is about that Christ consciousness of knowing your intuition, of healing yourself, of having a revelation, of seeing the light. So it's super exciting. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, I was peeping my unks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It shows in that video about like how Christianity is linked directly to Egyptian culture and many other kinds of cultures and religions. Um, and it's all a similar story being told about nature so that we can be one with nature and we can be happy all the time through moving through these cycles consciously as a community, as a collective. And that's what we're doing here on this podcast. And that's why you're here if you're listening. So cheers to my really full cup of tea. Okay, so the activity is transformation and transmutation. The nature is non-attachment. It's funny how you said that, oh, this happens if there is attachment. So the nature is non-attachment and knowing. The you can't be dominated if you're not attached. What was the first part you said? Sorry, like you can't really be dominated without unless you're attached to the power that's dominating you. Exactly, yeah. Super that's interesting. Yeah. Love that. So the qualities of design are abstract design based on natural shapes, concentric circles suggesting sabbatical perspectives. Sabbatical, sorry guys, I'm dyslexic, but you get the point. Um, Results of unsatisfying karma to be reborn as yogi, avatar, Buddha, prophet, or bodhisattva. I'm so ready to be reborn as a yogi. All the furniture in this room is getting sold in this next week or so. And we're going to be doing yoga in here. So like it is the season to just like do yoga and become a bodhisattva. Yeah. Also side note. Hey, my love, can I please buy that rose chair from you? Yeah. That's a good point. I would love for you to have that chair. That chair, when I bought it, I literally imagined Lula Rose sitting in it. So that's great. I'd love to transfer it to you, my darling. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, let's see what else is good here. The ruling planet is obviously Saturn and Uranus of the sixth chakra of the season. Um, there's really interesting stuff here, but I'm just going to jump to number 46, which is the gemstone, which is lapis lazuli, which you're not wearing. You're wearing labradorite. Labradorite. But Lapis Lazuli, it reminds me of Ash and her song, Lapis Lazuli. Ash, if you're listening, we love you. Um, And Indigo Blue Sapphire, coal. Like y'all, Santa brings coal or gold where gifts, right? Like it's literally like coal is the most grounding substance you can have on your body, in your being during the season. And they make it something that you don't actually want to receive. Also, it brings fire when we're in this death season of winter. And it's like, Santa will bring you coal if you're bad. Um, I I'm actually, a bad, bad girl. Like, okay, I need it. <laughs> if only he knew how naughty I've been. Like, bring the fire, Santa. Bring me all the coal. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy. Like, It's literally a perversion of value. It's like. If you behave, little Johnny, you'll get your new fire truck toy. Instead of coal, which rebel. you need to survive. If you're a rebel, you survive. Damn. Okay. So we also have amethyst, hematite, um, and obsidian. What did you say, my love? Never. I was like, I want to lick your face. I oh, I love you. 
Yeah, and my husband licked my face before he kissed me on the lips when we first kissed. There's something about people wanting to lick my face. It must be my set, like my, my Leo 10th house, Leo Midheaven, just like lion loving. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it's mama cat energy towards you. Yes, <laughs> Leo, Leo Midheaven. Okay, so the aromatherapy is mint. Surprisingly, I wouldn't think mint because cold. But mint and jasmine. Oh, jasmine. Jasmine, right? Like, okay. I like that. Order your jasmine tea, y'all. Okay, herbs. Amaranthus. Amaranthus. It sounds like a, gra like a grain, I'm thinking. Amaranthus, yeah. Uh, barley, red beet, comfrey, flaxweed, hemp. Get your hemp seeds, y'all. Smoke, smoke that weed. Eat that weed. Do what you got to do. It's legal now in most places. No shame. Cannabis is your healer, especially in the winter. Horsetail, quincy, Solomon seal, and thistle. The mm. animal is it behaves like a swan. I love that visual. It reminds me of Princess and the Swan and that whole vibe. I have a swan drawing of two swans on my altar upstairs. These chakras are also connected to ages. So I just want to mention if you're 27 or 76, you are in a sixth chakra life uh, window and you can use some of these things for the next year as well beyond this season, which can help you in your aging. Um, I love this. If you know the nadis in the sen and you want to work those nadis in the sen, um, you can look this up. Basically, the sen lines are the lines of the body, which you can do acupuncture, acupressure to or put hot stones on or ask someone to touch you. Um, so so the, the nadi or the sen is the samana, the, it, the itta, the I-T-T-H-A, itta, and the pingala. Um, the yoga is jhana yoga or yantra yoga, jhana yoga or yantra yoga. So there are eight lens of yoga and, and a lot of times we just think of asana or, or, um, I think there's a word for like yoga movement. Um, but there's also these other kinds of yoga, like jhana yoga or yantra yoga, which honestly, I'm going to have to Google myself. Um, but it's fun to know these things and to try to use these ancient wisdoms um holistically so that's that and i'm gonna just jump to the next thing how are you feeling babe i feel great i real quick do you mind what's the 41st uh Year of life or what chakra no the 41st um listing under capricorn that you were just reading the uh, i forget the term yeah so it's connected to this influence that's interesting you said 41 yeah because that's the oracle i pulled so i was just curious i know that book is like so in-depth first that and second third year cycle um, i feel like i said years that it's a good question i love that um just give me one second because i don't want to tell you the wrong thing so this says age 27 and 76, 27 and 76. So actually that's super weird. Um, the 41 is 
also a sixth house, sixth chakra year. Um, it's, um, there's a couple years associated with it. So it's six, it's 55, 13, 62, 20, uh, 69, 27, 76, 34, 83, 41, 90, 48, and 97. Wow. Yeah, um, there's a whole um, table here, which gives you like all the birthdays. Yummy. Um, this book is really great. I'm sure that Dr. I think Dr. Anthony James said that he actually created a, a revised version. This book I bought in 2014. So definitely check it out. Um, Soma Veda, Integrated Therapies, the Karasat Yoga Astrology. I'll link it down below so you guys have it. Real quick, babe, I'm sorry, just under Capricorn specifically, like it had yeah. a list of all the correlations, right? Like what was number 41 under that? Oh, yeah. like double correlations here. I did. I thought you meant the year. But that's crazy that's that. Funny. <laughs> I guess that okay. needed to come through for someone that's 41 or turning 41. Um, believe it or not, the number line 41 is the astrological sign Aquarius slash Capricorn. Okay. Cool. So right in just like the card you're supposed to pull strange strange i'll pull your cards listen to your cards um don't let anybody tell you differently this is just like timeline happen we just having fun you're here to have fun y'all have fun <clears throat> anyway from long island just came out i love yeah, that I have many accents i can whip out Nothing for you my leo, leo 10th house is you know, reserved for the, the, the few that log on here or just know me in real person. So I, I appreciate being here with you, Lula, because you're like my dearest friend and I feel like I'm just talking to you. So yeah, encourage the fun. This deck is the Goddess, Gods and Guardians Oracle deck by Sophie Bashford and the, the art is from Hillary Wilson. Um, I did Willith, 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 um, Lilith popped out of the deck as we were getting ready today. And we were saying this new moon is opposite Lilith. So the, the little message here is just to face your shadow. Um, so yeah, no coincidence. And look at all the, the chakras on her as well. And snake rising and the sixth, the sixth chakra feels super emphasized for me. And just like looking at this card. Is the snake like biting the crown chakra? Was that what was happening? Yeah, it looks like it's entering it. <laughs> okay. So I also pulled a card while you were mixing your cards and um, I got Baba Yaga. Yeah. Um, quality is that of having patience. So I love that. And you can see he's, he's a winter archetype. With the wolf. Yeah. Yeah, with a wolf. And he's got a little cranberry. Mm. Imagine needing to make cranberry. My sister has been making like this like thing on the stove. She puts like apples, um, a bunch of citrus fruits, cranberries, and pine needles from the Christmas tree. And she just puts it in a boiling pot of water to disinfect her home and, and humidify the home with the boiling water from the, the plants. My like, that's so smart. So um, yeah, it looks like he's making a, a brew of pine needles and, and um, these berries. So really good to do that if you're in the Northern, the Northern Hemisphere and it's cold. To I wanna do on. that today. That sounds... I know, right? Sounds good. I'm gonna do the same. Um, I also got 
um, Leah at the top of this deck as well, which says stand your ground. And she is a um, water goddess. And we do have Jupiter and Pisces for the next, what did we say, eight days. So if you're hearing this now, or if you're hearing this in the future, just let that be part of what we integrate in our Jupiter and Pisces saga um, for the last year or so. And yeah, just learning to stand our ground in this wavy environment of life. Um, I want to pull a rune. Then we can kind of close out because honestly, I have to go to the bathroom and I don't want to pause and leave all you guys hanging out in the silence. So I'm going to pull a rune for us. And the runes are a um, ancient Celtic system of symbols that um, Robert, no, Robert, um, Ralph H. Baum, and he has a co-author, but Robert, uh, Ralph H. Baum is a great book, and this book is basically like my first introduction to oracle reading, and it has this circle of runes that connect to the emotions, so I love this as an emotional intelligence tool, and the rune for today in this podcast is the X. X marks the spot. And this is about trust and partnership. It feels so good. Cause like I was saying with this Capricorn new moon, like being really selective and like the people that we work with are literally like business partners, marriage partners, like that level of um, discernment is that, is at that level and trusting that the people that we're meant to meet, um, are connected to that Uranus North Node and Taurus energy and the eclipses and some of the things we've been waiting to see. So yeah, I trust that you'll find your partner through this season, whatever way that's meant to manifest. Mm, beautiful. I also, um, just cause yeah, you pulled Leah from the top of your deck. So I was like, let me just see what's on top of the Rose Oracle. And as you were saying the word Celtic, <laughs> we pulled Celtic song number five. Mm. So I'll just read the little bold part. Um, it says your light and wisdom are increasing safely and securely soon you will be capable of flight patience and care are needed while illumination fills your heart and mind you will never feel lost again that's nice number five on this chart is the form which is a circle with two petals over the six the sixth chakra so we're back there again and then patience was baba yaga right Mm -hmm. I could do this all day with you. I love you so much. This was so lovely. I don't even know how long we've been live, but um, it just feels time to bring it to completion. Aula, did we pick a time for a future recording? <laughs> uh, we started to. Yeah, what I want to say is like, go to staryalignment.com. Um, I'm going to be posting the option to work with Alula. Um, Alula is pretty busy right now through this season, but I know she said that she would be doing some voice recordings. If you want to yeah. hear her take on your birth chart. Um, I do need maybe 48 hours if you're here joining us live to just get that up on the site. Um, but keep checking like it's black Friday <laughs> because I love this woman and, um, hearing any kind of feedback from her about your personal chart is super transformative. Um, so if you want to book a reading with Alula, go to starryalignment.com. You can book a reading with me as well. I have a lot of different options to work with me outside of voice recordings. I actually will 
just have a Zoom call with you. I have more space and I'm here to cultivate that in my schedule right now. Um, but also join my mailing list and I will give you guys an update on when we're going to go live again. So if you want to chat with us on YouTube, um, I believe that we're not going to go live on YouTube going forward. We're going to just make a Zoom room um, and you will have to give your email to join. So you can follow me on Instagram at Sorry Alignment. You can follow Alula at Alula of Roses on Instagram um, and you can catch the page to join us live the day of. Um, but if you want to get on top of it and just feel organized and grounded this season, head over to my website, starryalignment.com, add your email. Um, you will get a discount for my favorite astrological calendars that allow you to see the transits on your, um, your cell phone. I think it's 15 or 20% off. Um, but when you join my mailing list, you'll get the, the code for that. And I really recommend putting the transits on your Google calendar or whatever calendar you use on your phone or your desktop. Uh, because it's super, super helpful. As you've seen in this episode, like I don't even know what's going on sometimes and it's totally okay. That's why we have charts. That's why we have resources. Um, Lula wants to share something. I just realized we didn't do any of the decans, but that's okay. Um, you can do a shout out to the decans. Yeah, just quick shout out. Shout out to the decans. So what is a decan? Yeah, okay. So the, the, the decans are... Um, there's three decans in every sign. So there's subdivisions of each zodiac sign uh, every 10 degrees. So this first, this new moon being at one degree of Capricorn is in the first decan of Capricorn, which is uh, Capricorn overall ruled by Saturn, but the first decan is sub ruled by Jupiter. And the tarot card associated with it is two of pentacles, um, which I actually kind of want to grab. I'll be right back. My Sufi tarot, and we can read the two of pentacles in that book, and it's conveniently right on my couch okay I'm sorry this just like shot through me yeah. uh, two of pentacles two of coins when this card appears for you you are being asked to place all that you were juggling in its rightful place what do you give the most importance to yeah 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 the suit of coins or pentacles represents the element of earth which is all about the worldly how do you balance that being overcommitted and stretched does not serve anyone. Using the Sufi tool of contemplation called Muhasaba, it can be helpful to ask yourself why you take on so much. Is there something you feel you need to prove? Is it for others or does some part of yourself need it? Why? As the drum player with the perfectly balanced double drums whirls to the vibration of infinity, you are being told that there is no limit to how much you can accomplish if you learn to balance your time, energy, and resources. And the affirmation is, I embody perfect equilibrium. Wow, that was so helpful. What yeah, and the drums. I'm sorry, go ahead, babe. What a beautiful closing thought. Yeah. It's just the drums. I know you had expressed uh, maybe wanting to play. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to play my drum. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, so with that being said, I want to mention that um, part of the things that I'm working on is um offering astrology classes and um if you want to learn astrology with me i will be offering online and in person um, but i'm really focused on getting people in person and out off of the computer so um, i do live in the providence area so join my mailing list if you want to come up to rhode island and take a workshop with me in this beautiful small studio space 
um, hopefully Lulu will come up here sometime and we'll do a workshop together, um, but maybe not till the equinox of uh, the spring. So we'll see though, um, join the mailing list if you wanna keep up and know how to catch us. Cause we do do things on the fly and um, yeah, this yeah. is our little tight knit community. Um, how are you feeling Lula? Is there anything you wanna share to close out today's energy? Um, just, I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me once again and um, shouting me out so much and uh, utilizing this space to mutually support each other. Love you. And yeah, so, looking forward to what's to come. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, and I'm grateful for your musical offering. I'm ready to wiggle a little with you. Mm, okay, yeah, so we can close out with some with some sounds, some vibrations. Um, this is a hand drum that has all the chakras on it. So I'm gonna just um, navigate it and each of these tones is associated with a different chakra. So we can align our spine, relax our shoulders, feel our tongue touching the roof of our mouth to create some alignment in our jaw. Relaxing the jaw, but feeling that tongue touching the roof of the mouth and breathing in and out through the nose. Allowing the breaths to be wide and slow, deep. And yang, if you're listening to this live, we are in Sag season. So just feeling this Sagittarian, beautiful fire energy. Feeling your quadriceps, because this is the space that, that Saturn rule or Sagittarius rules. If you're listening to this later on, try to match that energy of the season. Upcoming season is um, Capricorn, which is ruled by the knees. So feeling this is region of our legs and bringing warmth there and knowing the importance of connecting that third eye to the entire body, the entire being, all of the senses. and the snake moving up into the seventh chakra, the crown, and into another dimension, back into our root. You know, it's so beautiful how we are these cosmic, God-like beings, God, God, God in its form. And God is not even, the, you know, they say that the, the, the concept of God cannot be described. And even the words we use are not the proper uh, re reflection of all that it is. So we enter into the state of vibration.
priestess wow just want to say a blessing for everybody and what they're working on and what they're manifesting it's going to come it takes time and trusting that we have everything we need, the patience, the resources, the know-how. It's a moment by moment process. And I think part of the partnership that we're coming into is one strongly with ourselves. And I've noticed in my own work, the need for me to prioritize myself in the center of my my business of my life of my routines of my relationships because if i offer myself in relation in a way that isn't honoring myself i'm not honoring the person i'm relating with because i can't really support them in the way that i'm saying so honor yourself come into partnership with yourself prioritize yourself um because you are the beginning of your material reality and everyone is going through that same process. And, and if you say no, you actually open the door for someone else as well. So it's okay to say no, it's okay to be in the yin. Yang is yes, yin is no, I think, you know, it's like why we're saying the emptiness of yin. Yin is emptiness. Yin is learning how to be alone. Yin is returning to mothering ourselves, returning to earth, returning to the simplicity. So I hope you have a great Capricorn new moon and wherever Capricorn is in your birth chart, know that this is an awakening process for you. And if you want to go deeper, I live for this work and you can find me at my website, starryland.com. I feel complete. Beautiful. All right. Well, Lula, you have the controls, I think, to offline. So if there's anything you want to say before, you know, you have the button. (laughs) I want to bestow a blessing as well. Um, I feel like what you said, just like is bringing me back to something you said early in our conversation. I had like a visual that I I felt like weird about sharing. I don't know why. So I'll just say it now, but like the birthing, it's almost like um, for the mother giving birth is yang, but for the baby, the birth itself is almost yin because it's, it is like that, that passive release into the unknown. Um, So yeah, letting ourselves be there until we get that equinox yang 
birth <laughs> in the spring. Yeah, sending love. Mm, yeah, we'll be back for the full moon in Cancer a little bit before. And um, you can join us then. I want to say too, just for your yang, your yang itch that I know we all have. We love the yin yang. Aquarius season is yang. So it will be a go time, like I was saying, but then then it will really turn on in Aries season, like we always see in the spring. So I love you. Thank you. Be in touch. Subscribe, like, comment. Y'all know the internet doesn't exist. People, famous people don't exist without these things. So if you want to spread this message, please be sure to like this and subscribe and turn on notifications and um, write a review on iTunes. It really helps us. And you can even follow the poll on Spotify. There's all these ways to engage on the platform that you are using. So thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Appreciate it. And I'll hit the button. <laughs>